What's up, beloved community? Welcome back to the Heaven on Earth podcast. I am your host, Adina Hammer, and this is a podcast where we dive into all things creating a thriving world, creating heaven on earth in our personal lives, our bodies, for the entire collective, for the planet. And today I'm really excited to be back with you guys. We are hosting a very special guest, my dear sister, best friend, uh, beloved life partner, business partner, epic medicine woman, mentor, facilitator, flow artist, movement artist, so many different things, Miss Delaney Dwight. And in today's interview, we jam on all things wild womanhood, living at the speed of spirits, really accessing flow state in our lives via our highest excitement. And also we, we dive deep into wild sisterhood and wild intimacy as well. And what it is that we've learned through the depth of the connection that the two of us have as sisters. So I hope Hope that this uh, interview really touches a place in your heart that opens you up to a new depth of wildness in your own being and depth of intimacy and wildness with yourself and with the sisters in your life. Um, Now, before we begin, this interview is really special because it's actually being hosted inside of our online community, the Rose Code Collective. So it's being hosted live, and the women inside of this community are asking questions and interacting live during this podcast. So if you don't know what the Rose Code Collective is, this is an online temple, mystery school, and community for awakened female leaders that I host here in the online space. It's really beautiful community where every single week we have new events that are supporting female leaders on the levels of feminine embodiment, feminine arts, leadership, quantum creation, abundance, sacred sensuality, sexuality, and so much more. So if this is a space that you're feeling a little bit of resonance with and you're looking for some community and to just dip your toes into expanding your uh, learning and expanding the spaces that you're in, the Rose Code Collective is meant just for that and is a really epic space where you can join a monthly membership. You can start or cancel anytime and we've made it super affordable so that whoever wants access to this space can choose to come on in. So if you want to join us inside of the Rose Code Collective, you can find the information in the show notes, or you can head to the link in my Instagram bio at Adina Hammer. There's two H's in there. um, And just check it out there. So without further ado, let's dive in. Mm. All right, my loves, here we are live inside of the Rose Code Collective. I have my sister, best friend, business partner, wife, soulmate, beloved, Miss Delaney Dwight here today on the show. Thank you so much, my love, for being here. Um, I want to take a moment to introduce her because this woman, I mean, what a force in my life and the lives of every single woman that she facilitates and, and touches. Um and just an incredible, an incredible leader in so many ways. The biggest thing, the, the most potent thing that I love about this woman is her heart and the way that that shines through absolutely everything that she does. But to give you guys just a taste of what it is that she stands for and, and who she is, I'm actually going to read off her bio. Um, so Delaney is a ceremonialist, channel, and mentor that specializes in empowerment, human optimization, and training the body, heart, spirit, and mind. 
She creates transformational experiences for you to embody your passionate innocence, liberated expression, natural embodiment, and wild play. Through multidimensional artistry and flow state synergy, Delaney helps you connect and radiate with your core essence by creating these spaces rooted in movement, intimacy, and union. So Delaney is... A Again, a multidimensional artist in so many ways. Um, she's also the founder of her uh, core teaching, The Art of Sacred Striptease, which is a really epic um, body of work that she facilitates in a few different ways that's all about sacred sensuality and sexuality and liberation for women. Um, she's also one of our core RCC facilitators and retreat facilitator. And Delaney and I actually are going to be facilitating a retreat coming up in May that we'll talk a little bit about more about later. Um, but just to give you a taste of her. So Delaney, thank you so much for being here today. And I'm super excited to jam and flow with you. Mm, thank you, darling, for that marvelous introduction. <laughs> just want to like throw glitter on you. <laughs> it's my deepest honor to be here with you, babe. So thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. So how we're going to do this today, as I like to do all of my sister interviews, is we're just going to be in a flow. Um, so for those of you who uh, don't know, we are live inside RCC. So all of the women that are a part of this community are going to be actively asking us questions while we're in this flow. Um, and there's so many places that we could start. Like, I would love to hear a little bit about you and your background and your story and all of those things. But I'm actually really feeling called to start with this theme that feels so important um, for the collective to really ground, in, ground into right now. And an experience that you and I have been talking about quite a bit recently as we've been on kind of opposite um, ends of this exploration, but you have recently taken off about two to three months of social media. You've totally gone off grid, not on social media. You've taken a lot of time and space to yourself um, in a time where you were actually getting the call to expand into your next embodiment, yet paradoxically, part of that call was to actually not retract from life, but actually shut down um, some of this like more outward expression that was happening via social media. So I'd love to just start with that and what feels alive coming off of those two, three months as you step back into um, your expression publicly. And one thing before I hand the mic over to you um, that dropped in before this podcast is that I think both of us have really been learning to stop chasing pleasure and choose to feel deeply instead. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, um, you know, just what's alive in that for you? How was the last two months? And, you know, what are you bringing to the space now? Mm. So where to begin with this? I'm just going to let my heart guide me. So a, a few of the biggest things that I learned, um, one of them is the power of slowing down. And I mean really slowing down, not just the act of saying I am slowing down, actually feeling that to your bones breathing in the frequency of stillness and allowing that to ripple to every cell, every organ, every bone in your entire body, 
nervous system. And as we slow down, we can see and hear things we were unable to see or hear before. And in that slowing down, we also learned that you can actually speed up exponentially the more that you slow down. And then your speed becomes more precise. It becomes clearer. It's not just this feeling of, I I like to use the hummingbird and the butterfly energy as like very fast frequencies when you think of them. When you think of the hummingbird in the heart, you ever get those heart feelings like heart palpitations where it's do 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 or the way that a butterfly flaps its wings. So they're actually moving slowly. (laughs) It seems as if they're moving really fast, but they're actually bending quantum energy. (laughs) So I just want to always remind people the potency of slowness. Mm -hmm. And I feel that that's something that's not idolized in the Western world, especially in the United States. We're taught constant like constant movement we're taught uh convenience meaning if you want something you get it right now (laughs) instead of honoring the art of slowing down like the seasons you know like nature never hurries but everything is accomplished so just really the potency of slowing down is one of the most important things that I learned from that and another really big piece that started to ground in for me is the potency of intimacy as well and what that really means what it really means to go deep with yourself what it means to be in the eternal dance with polarity and so this is something I discovered through integration of coming back onto social media and the lesson really clicked in for me is the dance of polarity and so where we embody our potential, where we embody our most potent potential, really in the now, comes from that eternal dance. So the dance of extreme simplicity, that simplicity where you are so here, you don't need anything. You actually don't need or want anything because you're right here. And then on the opposite end of that exact same spectrum is the infinite desire the infinite nature of our being, the longing, the fantasy, the the pull, the the calls, the whispers that we hear guiding us forward. Mm -hmm. When we actually meet both of those points in the center, that simplicity of presence and the infinite nature, that's where our potential has the most room for expansion and expression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so those are two of the big things that I learned I also really learned a lot about returning to your own personal source so whatever you did as a child that would connect you with spirit what did you love to do as a child was it painting was it playing outside in nature I love to talk to the wind (laughs) I would have conversations with the wind (laughs) and I could just paint and draw and sing little songs that I made up that had no rhythm for hours and make little bug graveyards 
and I would dance and I would, you know, talk to nature and make up these incredible fantasy realms in my head. And that was where you're moving at the speed of spirit. There's no, there's no programming tainting you really at that point because you're much closer to source because you just came from source because you're a child. So reminding us of the potency of that and that your unique signature expression most likely can be traced back to whatever you enjoyed as a child and making sure that we're spending time and making space on the day-to-day basis to cultivate that connection with ourselves. So those are the primary things that I want to speak to. Wow. Potent, like really potent medicine that you are leaving that space with. And I love it because I know that one of your, I mean, your one of your primary spaces of genius is flow state. And, you know, you've been really in the mastery of the physical aspect of that and, you know, the internal psyche and, you know, all of the, these different pieces that go into accessing flow state. Um, and there's a few things I really want to speak on in terms of what you just shared that I think are, is potent medicine for the people listening. Um, first is this concept of polarity, right? So one of the things that's really shifted actually in the way that I hold space and the way that I a mentor is in the beginning, you know, you hire a mentor because you want to be doing great in life, right? Like you want to be doing really well, right? So the way that I would used to hold space would be to continue to push the client or the receiver into a space of like, you know, and I still do this to a degree, but like choosing what they want, you know, choosing the desire, like keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And what has drastically shifted and paradoxically, because usually we have resistance to this, paradoxically, it frees up the resistance, is actually our space of embodiment is not in all the pleasure and in all the good stuff. It's actually more a space of ecstasy where we have the capacity to be with both ends of the spectrum in any moment of the now. So there's like a fluidity and a capacity to be with both. So it's not that I don't experience pain anymore, or I don't experience lack anymore, or I don't experience upset or hurt or anger or feeling frustrated or disappointed or disempowered or whatever. It's more so that my capacity And my embodiment has the space to actually be with both and be somewhat, even though one side is kind of a positive experience and one side is kind of a negative experience, have a greater capacity to be neutral in the experience of both polarities. And I think that that is incredibly important to really be focusing on less of the insistence for where we want to be and more so be focusing on our capacity to be with ourselves regardless of where we are. Mm. And it's very paradoxical because that exact mechanism of releasing the resistance around both sides of the polarity is what usually launches us forward and gives us the capacity to choose the experience that we prefer. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's really, um, yeah, just, it's been so potent in my experience. And, um, I heard a dear sister the other day as well, describing like, you know, how with the work that we do in terms of feminine sensuality and sexuality, there can be this big emphasis on pleasure. Right. And I actually like starting to feel the call to even exchange the word pleasure and exchange it for 
something along the lines of like ecstasy, right? Because really it's just the sensitization to be with pain and to be with pleasure, right? But those are just two ends of a spectrum in which we get to have experience and a sensitivity to life, which really is the gift of, you know, living ecstatically and and in ecstasy in our experience. So is that something that you would say, like, has really, you've expanded in your capacity over this time? Yeah, 100%. I just finished just now, this today, Um, finished a combo experience where my previous conditioning would have really taught me that was painful, that this was a painful experience. And in it, I actually found ecstasy in the depths of sitting with myself and the things that make me uncomfortable. It was a profound expansion. And it was a moment that was literally expanding my capacity by sitting with both polarities at the same time. So definitely epic so beautiful yeah it's amazing how like god and it's so hard to reprogram the system like especially you know paired with you know relearning the feminine embodiment pieces around pleasure which is really important but it's interesting to reprogram the system where we've had this really off relationship in our society of like pushing through pain in all the wrong places and avoiding pain in all the right places You know, it's like the places where we really don't need to be pushing are often the places that we're taught, like is good to push through pain, right? Like overextending the body, overextending our energy, you know, working extra hard against the heart, against spirit. Right. And then in the places where we really get to be leaning in, we've been taught to avoid discomfort, right? We've been taught to avoid our anger. We've been taught to avoid feeling sad, you know, even in the self-development space. Right. So I just find it really interesting um, that, we get to go through this journey of reprogramming our capacity to be with pain mm-hmm. in the right places. Mm. Totally. I would love to speak on um, a topic that I really want to get into today is the topic of living by the speed of spirit. But first on the conversation of um going into pain, I'd love for you to jam a little bit on the fact that you are a movement artist and a movement facilitator and how movement has actually supported you and taught you how to reprogram your system to go into pain in all the right places. Is there anything on that topic that feels alive for you? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I also have a question for you whenever we get to it, a really good question. So when you bring up that, the way that I like to explain this as simple as possible is you don't get you don't gain strength in training by not having resistance. That's why it's like strength training is resistance training. <laughs> so when I started to hear this term pop up and start circling around a lot of communities as a common term of language to mean I am a no or I'm creating a push against something maybe consciously or unconsciously, it makes me laugh because I'm like, well, the resistance is actually where you become strong. <laughs> the resistance, that that point that could be perceived as painful, where there is tension and resistance is actually, it, the muscle is ripping 
when it comes to strengthening the body specifically, because movement and real athletic training is so much more than just becoming strong, Mm -hmm. but it's that resistance of the tear that creates new neuropathways in your nervous system, in your brain. And it actually is creating a new electromagnetic connection with the body. So the way that you receive energy, the way you receive electricity through the brain, through your perception and the way it fires into the body, it now has literally, like we were talking about, a greater capacity to receive. Mm -hmm. Your muscles can store more energy. You can store more electricity in your body. You become stronger. You have a way greater mental and physical and emotional tenacity. So that's the part I would like to speak on around that is that resistance is actually amazing And speaking to this in the terms of relationships, triggers can be your absolute best friend. I keep hearing that in my, in my subconscious triggers are my new best friend. Like those triggers, which we could call quote unquote resistance are what's actually strengthening your heart stamina, your love stamina, your spiritual stamina. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that. Ah, I want to pause on the space that you were speaking of, specifically the brain. Um, something that's been coming into my awareness so potently is, you know, you know, I've always been a movement artist as well and an embodiment artist and, you know, reprogramming, not just our, you know, through like talk therapy, but actually through the body, like it's absolutely necessary. And, you know, I've been studying the science of the brain and, you know, subconscious reprogramming and all of that, at least we have for years. Um, but one of the things I really want to speak to is the, one of the beautiful parts about doing things that, and they don't even necessarily have to be hard, right? They don't have to be painful just because there's resistance doesn't mean it has to be painful, but putting yourself in situations that are brand new and, or like you just haven't done it before. So there's a sense of resistance, right? Or like pushing past or moving your, your capacity and your edges out beyond what you've experienced before, what that does. And there's so many different ways to do this, you know, training, pushing yourself past previous levels of moving your body, moving your body in brand new ways, which is one I really like to do. It's a little bit more subtle, but moving in awkward ways, moving in new ways, using the voice in a new way, using the brain in a new way. Um, What that does is actually create neuroplasticity in your brain. And that's important because there's a sense of flexibility now to your uh, physiology that previously was more rigid. And the, what happens when you do healing work, what happens when transformation occurs is not only do more parts of your brain come online, but you're actually creating new pathways, right? If you were to imagine like a sled in the snow that you've sled down a million times, right? The old habits, the old thought systems, the fears, like all of those are little sled pathways that you've gone down a gazillion times before. Those are uh, neural connections and synapses in your brain that are really strong, when you do new things to create a more of a flexibility in your um, psychology and in your physiology, you're actually more receptive to creating new neural connections in your brain. So that way, when you go into healing work or you make a new choice in your life, right, you have a greater, that's why like, have you ever noticed if you're not working out, usually like you're oftentimes your day sucks, right? And like, you'll like fall into old patterns, 
because you have less of a capacity to be with a new choice, right? Versus when you're working, you're sleeping great and you're working out and you're like, you know, using the body to meet new edges, you actually feel more available and a little bit more receptive to when you have that choice point of going into an old pattern or going into a new pattern, you're a little bit more available to go into that new pattern because there's a flexibility within your actual brain to make a new choice. So I think it's just really epic. I mean, we definitely use movement in different ways, but I know something that you've been really standing for lately is like deep devotion and commitment to training your body. And since, I mean, you've always been in that, but especially over the last six months that I've been witnessing you, like even in even deeper devotion to those things, like I'm watching you transform even more rapidly in front of my eyes because of that devotion to having a flexibility and a foundation in the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for speaking to that. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that could be really helpful for, you know, the audience is to like ask yourself, okay, like, Where is it that I can maybe invite myself to meet an edge of discomfort, not just for the sake of discomfort, but something that might be fun or something that might feel like really good to expand into my edge around? Maybe it's being creative in a certain area or moving my body in a brand new way. Like what feels most alive for me in that space? And continue to ask yourself that question because it actually makes the process of healing and the process of transformation a lot easier. Mm. So I'm curious, you said you had a, a question for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to kind of put the icing on the cake or maybe sprinkles, because it feels like you already put some icing on the cake. Um, <laughs> so this is a lyric that I wrote. I wrote a new song a few weeks ago. And one of the, the lines in it is, it says, adaption and awareness, dancing and action are the recipe to enchanted ecstasy. (laughs) Huh? Can you read that one more time? Yeah. So adaption and awareness, dancing and action are the recipe to enchanted ecstasy. Mm. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I feel that so much, y'all. I've been like, so if you know me, you know, my background is in dance and movement and I've always been an athlete, but one thing I have always freaking hated is cardio. <laughs> cardio. And guess who has developed a devotion to running almost every day for the last two months? This girl. And it's been epic because I had so much resistance to it. And then I got this little ping from spirit that was like, this is going to be really good for you. And it's honestly been like soul saving. It's been so epic. And like just meeting my body in new ways that it's not used to moving um, that I had quite a lot of resistance to. So celebrating myself in that for sure. I'm celebrating you in that too, boo. Thank you, boo. (laughs) Mm. Um, So the question that I wanted to ask you was um, what did you do as a child? Like where did you invest time into activities or things that you could just get lost in for hours? Wow. What a great question. Mm. 
So the first thing that came to mind was movement, which is great because I'm already connected to that. But I remember being a little girl and just like turning up the music in my room and just dancing for hours, like expression, voice, movement, dance, like, you know, acting and like really being in my body and my somatic expression. That's something that I would just do for hours and hours and hours and just would be so epic. I would get super lost in fantasy and um, just really enjoy that. And it's funny that you asked that question because, um, you know, I had left dance for quite a long time in my adult space. And just very recently, my little girl was saying, I want a studio. I want a studio so I can play. And so I've actually cleared out my whole um, living room and it's now a dance studio. I got some cool mirrors, like gym mirrors and stuff. And it's now a dance studio. So that's epic. She's super happy about that. Um, and I'm trying to think of something that I'm not currently embodying. This is just what feels alive in this moment is I really loved... I really loved being in like uh, mental challenges or puzzles or games with the people that I loved. Like I really loved being in like a team space and like community space and like, you know, being in the mental challenges and games, whether it was like cards or chess that I would play with my dad or, you know, like puzzles or whatever it was or trivia or whatever. Like I really loved that. Um, and loved being mentally stimulated in that way. And it just felt really fun and really playful for me. Mm. Mm. I love that. Great question. <laughs> Great question. I think that's probably why I love, we have this game in my community and Delaney, you've been around to, we, we live in different places in the United States, but you've played this once with us. I love that charades game that my community plays. Mm -hmm. It's just like epic team, like has to think, and it's like super fun and everyone's feeling lit up. Like I love that game so much. Mm -hmm. I'll def I'm definitely going to sit with how can I, I can invite that more into my space. Great question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay so I want to speak on this concept of the speed of spirit living by the speed of spirit I'm curious for those in RCC right now that are listening in on this if you want to drop in the chat what comes to mind when you think of when I say the phrase living by the speed of spirit. And then I'd love to ask you, Delini, when you say that, because that's something that you had mentioned that you, you know, received from this time away from social media, what does living at the speed of spirit mean to you and feel like for you? It feels timeless. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It feels timeless and it's not actually about speed as in the way that we would typically perceive that. And I know that you probably feel a resonance with that too. 
-hmm. It feels like it's, it's living beyond the veil, to be honest, living in a reality where it feels timeless, yet everything is perfectly timed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's the paradox of like, when you break the illusion of time, you no longer feel bound by it. And so somehow simultaneously things slow down, but also speed up right to the human because you're no longer feeling constricted or contracted by the container of time. Right. So it like expands, but yet you receive more in a shorter period of human time because you're going quantum, right? So like the speed of spirit, spirit is ever present. It's just like, it, it's timeless, right? So of course, living by the speed of tier, spirit, it feels timeless. So what are some of the ways for you? And I'd love to talk about, cause I'm going through a pretty big leap in my life right now. And I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but for you, what are some of the ways that you are like how you step into an experience of flow state or living by the speed of spirit? I'm always, um, whenever it comes to, you know, these types of questions, I'm every single time I'm brought back to nature every single time, anytime I spend time in nature and actually allow myself to sync up with the rhythms of nature and tune in to the flow that's happening. Even if you don't see any movement, there's still a flow of energy constantly happening in nature. And so spending any, spending time in nature in any kind of way, whether it's sitting with a tree, going to a beach, going to a forest, um, communicating with a bird, (laughs) flying above, you know, I feel like just as soon as we just re-sync up with nature, that's like an instant flow state activation, feeling instantly connected with spirit on all levels. Um, And of course, movement, (laughs) dance, training, whatever it is. Um, And then if you combine, this is what I like to do is combine different things that drop you into a flow state together. So if you have a song or music or poetry or art, that's really speaking to you, like listening to that while moving your body, while being in nature, it's like the ultimate recipe for creating that flow activation. Um, And then another really big thing is daily habits. Like how do you start your day? What's the first thing that you do when you wake up? What's the first thought that pops into your mind? And starting and ending your day in flow. So going to sleep in your flow state, going to sleep in this place of stillness, of peace, of complete trust. And then you most of the time will wake up into it. Or if you are ending your day and maybe you're not fully connected with that in the moment, just telling myself I'm going to wake up and I'm going to instantly start my flow as soon as I start the day and programming the brain, programming the subconscious, the nervous system, the heart to already start there. Like, okay, tomorrow starting the day, it's going to be a blank page and I'm just going to start my day in flow state and just doing these daily practices over and over, you know, these little things of thought and the way we invest our time into our reality I feel like the flow is something that gets to be cultivated. 
And so when you're in a continuous flow state, you start building up insane amounts of momentum. That's another conversation. Um, But yeah, so I would say the way we talk to ourselves, coming back to the source of the things that we used to do as a child, finding those things that really spark that flow for us. And, you know, the way that we're starting and ending our days is huge. So, yeah. Epic. Beautiful. Thank you for those tangible pieces. And I'm super excited to, to dive in here because, um, so Delaney and I have a uh, business that we created last year that ch- like dropped in, channeled through her five, 10 days after that channeled through her. I think it was like 10 days. We were sitting in Costa Rica with our first uh, two-on-one client that um, we were taking through the, you know, uh, elements of um, content that, you know, was channeled through. Uh, Delaney and it was just really epic and it was that speed of spirit kind of experience and it's called the wild heart activations so these are in-person experiences that we were doing just two-on-one and we do have a group immersion that's coming up and we called it wild heart right and so this conversation of living at the speed of spirit so much of this like yes it's all feminine embodiment as well and we'll get into that later but the concept of the wild heart the wild heart Right. So as you're speaking about living at the speed of spirit, what I would say is a tangible, like, how do I step into flow state? How do I step into living at the speed of spirit? For me, the way that I check in with that is like that intimacy and devotion that I have with, you can call it my higher intelligence, my higher self, or the expression of my heart. For me, they're all the same. It's an intelligent that can actually um, just completely bypass the linear elements of the current structure in the brain and body. I check in, what is mine to do now? Mm. What is mine to do right now, right? And that when you're in this practice of, okay, now is the time you get up for the water. Now is the time you call the friend. Now is the time that you put the phone down. Now is the time to, right? And it's moment to moment to moment to moment listening. Mm. And actually for me, can't necessarily be planned, but it takes hella devotion hella listening, hella presence to be in that constant listening state because the patterns can take over in any moment, right? So like, you know, it's the difference between, for example, when I'm hosting a client session that's really epic, when that client session is over, when I'm really in the listening, maybe the automatic program would say, pick up your phone and check your messages, but maybe the heart's intuition would say, no, keep the energy cultivated, right? Go outside and take a few deep breaths to let that energy settle, for my body and for the client's body, right? So it's this constant space of like really deep listening and those listenings are a whisper. They're usually not the loud thing, but they're the whisper that's happening in the moment. And so this happens moment to moment with the little things, like is it time to pick up the phone or is it time to get a glass of water or is it time to call the friend or not call the friend? And also with the big things as well, right? And it takes an immense amount of courage to be willing to listen and to be willing to act on those things in any moment, an immense amount of courage to maybe break the habit of eating the thing that you, your heart is telling you not to eat. Right. Also an immense amount of courage to take the massive fucking leap that the heart is saying, yep, it's time to take the leap, but doesn't make logical sense. And you're only receiving that whisper. Um, And so I want to bring this element in and I'm going to bring a little bit of a vulnerable share in because I think it's really important to remember that. And my partner said this to me last night. 
because I was having a little, I'm about to share what this is, but I'm about to take a pretty big leap in my life. And I was, we were in it and I was like on the kitchen floor and processing and I was crying and he's holding me and I'm just like telling him like, I'm scared for the next step and all this stuff. And he's like, if I was like, you know, do you think I'm crazy kind of thing? And he said, if spirit, like spirit's not logical, like it doesn't owe the human to be logical. Like the universe does not owe us logic. Mm-hmm. Like, thank God that it doesn't. And it's, it's not going to be logical, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he was basically affirming to me, like you can feel yourself, you can feel the whispers of your heart and it doesn't owe you logic. So stop looking for it basically. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, this is, this is living with a wild heart right? Is being willing, that wildness, it's an undomesticatedness. It's a willing to say yes to the heart, independent of anything else, independent of are the resources there, independent of does this make logical sense, independent of do I see the support yet? And just having that sense of faith that as you step into the yes of that, like an animal would, right? In your wild nature, that everything in the universe, just like in nature, like you said, Delaney, conspires to be there to abundantly support that wild heart expression, that state of living, living by the speed of spirit. So an example of this, um, you know, outside of like my, just my daily practice of this moment to moment practice is, uh, and I feel like this is what everything comes down to period. Like if you can unlock this, everything else is in synchronistic, like you'll have the opportunities, the right mentors, the right money, like all of the things just naturally show up in your life because the heart knows you don't have to control any of it. That's the space of pure surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have known for quite a long time that I am stagnant in Asheville. And I love Asheville. If you guys know me, you know that Asheville is home. I think it'll always be home. And I'll definitely come back here. But I've been feeling really stagnant here. And I've been living in the same apartment for about two and a half years. And... Um, you know, have had a lot of really logical reasons to stay, you know, it's a beautiful space and I've been living by myself and, um, you know, I'm really close to town and I'm really close to the mountains and everything feels good and da, 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 da. But I've been feeling the desire to move. Like my heart's been saying move, right? Like it's, it, there's a stagnancy, like it's ready. It's time, move, move. And, um, Anyway, so after some time of not really letting that speak, not letting myself act on that, um, it's just, you know, clearer than ever that it's time for that. So in about a month, I'm going to be moving out and heading down to Costa Rica. I'm really excited about that. Um, And it's a big death process, right? It's scary. I'm also going to be transitioning out of my partnership for at least a period of time. And you know, there's no logical reason for any of it. Like the apartment's great. The relationship's really great. You know, life is really great. And there's some, there's a a wildness in my heart that's saying it does not make logical sense, but this is the next step. And I have to trust that. And I get to have the opportunity to die into that and also trust, right? There's, you know, things in my reality that would say, well, let me wait until I have the next house in Asheville locked down before I, you know, go to Costa Rica, or let me wait until there's more security in this space of my life, or let me wait until da, 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 da. And paradoxically, I know that the moment that I have said yes to this leap, 
And as I continue to walk forward in it, everything is aligning so much faster because I'm living at the speed of spirit, completely out of control of what I could come up with. So it's a really vulnerable space to be and takes a lot of courage and a lot of um, faith and wildness in the heart space. So I hope that that transmission is landing for you guys. Um, and just want to remind the women here in RCC, if you have any questions along the way, please drop them in the chat. We would love to hear from you. <sighs> but yeah, do you feel me on that? Oh yeah. I feel like you're just speaking the words straight from my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100% such yeah. a resonance with that. And I feel that, um, the piece I've really been witnessing is the domestication of humans, the domestication of humans and knowing that it's perfect. It's all exactly the way that it needs to be. And my spirit, I, I can speak for my spirit. I can't speak for everyone. My spirit craves the wild. Yeah. Craves it. The wild expression, the wild heart, the wild movement, the wild surrender, wild tribe and sisters and brothers and community that were just like free. It's that's what the wild piece feels is it's freedom, which is actually our natural state of being. So noticing that, you know, the domestication like living in a house and having a car and having convenience, it's greatly served me. It's still serving me. It's, it's all serving us, right? In every single way. And there's a piece of me that craves like growing a garden and having to make ingredients from scratch and making a meal that took oh, two months for you to nourish and then appreciating that and letting that just like drip into every single piece of your being you know there's a piece of me that loves and craves the unknown that feminine piece of walking through not knowing what next step you're going to take but knowing that there's going to be something for you to put your foot down on and if not knowing and trusting that you're going to have wings to fly or something to catch yourself on and it's going to be beautiful Mm -hmm. so that piece of surrender to the unknown is a really big piece of the wildness too. And I feel that we can break the programming of domestication just through remaining wild in our heart in every moment, like feeling the, the rhythm of our own heartbeat, the rhythm of our own natural expression. We can allow that wildness to come out wherever we are. It doesn't matter. Um, so I want to speak to that too. So, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. if we knew what was going to come next we wouldn't actually have the opportunity and the gift to surrender yeah that's a fucking medicine of the unknown yeah and I want to jam on that for a second because um you know Delaney and I are really stoked right now this is really live for us we have just put together our first wild heart group retreat uh group immersion for May in Costa Rica Uh, I think it's May 5th to 11th um, and we just opened up, we just launched it. So we're, we're currently taking applications for it. And I want to talk a little bit about it because this creation, you know, it wasn't like Delaney and I sat down and we were like, 
all right, uh, let's create a retreat together. What should we teach? You know, it was literally like Delaney called me and she was like, so um, I like channeled through this thing. And I was like, wow, that's really epic. And then at the same time, we were like looking at each other and we're like, oh, we're supposed to do this together. And it was like, so like, and it took so much faith and courage to step forward into the yes to what spirit was channeling through. And I think it's so epic because the exact medicine that we're giving through this retreat is exactly how we coded it, is how we created it, is how we set the foundation to it, right? We literally had to embody the codes that we are in transmission of in this retreat in order to make the retreat happen, right? So like literally we got the idea, spent a session creating like, you know, some Canva images and like creating the details of it, you know, and then like went for it and we booked our tickets, trusting that we, someone was going to show up and all this stuff. And we had this amazing sister, you know, come in and was like, yep, the retreats for me. And 10 days later, we're in this incredible, deep, immersive experience in the middle of the jungle, you know, her following her wild heart, us following our wild hearts and all of these epic transmissions coming through. And so it was just so awesome because this creation really is a symbol of the profound trust required to follow the wildness of the heart and the constant. I made a post about this the other day. It's like the death does not stop because you want to keep going deeper into the unknown. You want to keep experiencing surrender. You want to keep experiencing, wow, what else is possible? What, what magic is possible? And I think we get to a point where like, I know I did where I've gone through so many deaths in my reality, so many jumps, so many leaps. Like that was my whole, you know, early adulthood was traveling in a backpack and like, you know, flying by the seat of my pants. And I got to a point where I was like, I've died enough. Like I'm over it. I don't want to do it anymore. And then I like had to remember, oh, wait a second. That's why I'm here was to keep dying and to keep like allowing myself to experience and receive the magic that's consistently available when I'm a yes to surrendering even deeper, even deeper, even deeper, even deeper. And so I share that transmission because that's, I think the core frequency of, you know, this, this um, experience that we're offering in May and I'm just so excited about it. I'm so excited with the group experience of it. Um, and yeah, so I, I want to touch on two pieces as well. The So like the wild heart, which includes like the playfulness and the expression and the liberation and the feminine spirit. Um, and also this intimacy piece as well, because this is a huge part of our creation here and also a huge part of our genius. And what we've really embodied and landed into together is this sense of deep sisterhood, like deep sisterhood, deep intimacy, like the depths that we've gone through together, the space that we've held for each other, the places we've walked ourselves and each other through, and also the challenges that we've navigated together. I mean, like we've been in the deep sisterhood triggers with each other and our level of communication and capacity to create intimacy has been so incredible and profound and is something that we're really bringing forward in this retreat experience as well to support the, the women who are coming to have a sense of deep and deeper intimacy within sisterhood. So I'm curious, Delaney, is there anything inspired around the conversation of intimacy that you want to jam on? 
Yeah. Um, I had a flashback come up of, you know, when the retreat was being channeled. I remember Adina and I were both so turned on, like, nonstop. And every time we've worked on it, pretty much every single time, every single time I tune into the energy of it, I get my whole body. It's like the energy of a waterfall, which we've used a lot in the website and in the creation of it. And we'll probably be visiting a waterfall. Um, Think of a woman like squirting infinitely. Yeah. That's the energy of it. It's it's literally a waterfall. It's an an infinite squirt. Yes. It's literally that it's like an infinite gush of fuck. Yes. Like, um, so yeah. So what I want to speak on is, uh, the intimacy piece. So this is something I've been really landing in this week with extreme precision and clarity is we can do all the work all the time. We can meditate we can move, we can dance, we can do hoppe, we can go get our yoga certification, we can become massage therapists, we can get become Reiki masters, we can become a master 5,000 tantric practitioner, we can travel to the tops of the mountains in the Buddha monasteries. Which I did. Which, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> and... We can do that. We can go sit in a thousand plant medicine ceremonies. Like we can meet, which I've done. We we can meet shamans from all over the world. We can, you know, we can do all of this. We can do breath work until we faint. Like we can do all of this. And where the, the real deep, 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 like that real work comes in is in your relationships not just your relationships externally, your relationship with the self, your relationship with the body, your relationship with God, multiverse, universe, spirit, source, whatever term you want to use, the relationship with your sisters, with your blood family, with your soul family, with the people that you interact with in the world. How do you show up? in the moments when no one's looking? Who are you behind closed doors? Who are you when you put the phone down for the day? You're not on social media. You're not interacting with anyone. Who are you in those moments? And that's really, you know, what the intimacy piece is about is how deeply can you meet yourself in those moments? You get to choose. Is this a feeling of loneliness, being completely with myself? Or is this a feeling of union? And how do I radiate that out into the world in every single area of my life? How do I show up when it's challenging? Can I see myself when I'm triggered as fuck? (laughs) You know? Can I express my love when it's overpouring can I receive it when someone's giving it back to me can I receive feedback from outside of myself you know these are the moments where the intimacy is really built is these little how we show up in the little moments so that's the most important piece I think is the relations how we relate to self 
how we relate to the earth, how we relate to the temple of the body, how we relate to the people in our lives, you know? I feel everything you just shared so deep and I feel like there's so many things I could say on that, but that, that transmission feels really complete. And that is, you know, the way that you started that transmission, like that is what certifies us to, you know, as leaders, that's what certifies us to be amazing healers, to be great mentors, you know, is the, the, it's authentic, it's authenticity, right? You can't have intimacy without truth. And so it's a, it's an, the, in, the intimacy with self peace. It's like, can I be honest with myself in every moment about how I'm showing up to life, about how I'm showing up to my relationships, right? And it's not a work harder, try harder, do more thing. It's a moment to moment. It's a very spacious thing. It's like, a, can I just be honest with myself about what my heart is saying is right for me, is correct? Mm-hmm is the most loving choice. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I think that, you know, and I wouldn't, so, you know, I don't necessarily have a, I haven't gone through a, this is how you feel trauma course. And this is how you be a facilitator course, but I've taken lots of programs. I've done a lot of work. I've been through lots of retreats and it's been a mix of learning things and reading and study and, you know, very heavy on personal experience. And, You know, I think, and I've asked myself this question, you've asked yourself this question a gazillion times. My clients ask me all the freaking time is like, what certifies me? What, you know, makes me someone uh, valuable or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Not certified, not valuable, but uh, like what's going to be someone who gets to hold space for others or be someone that gets to be, that gets to teach or gets to guide or gets to be an embodiment um, for others. And that, that's what it is. It's, it's the intimacy piece. It's like, are you, are you truly embodying that? Have you taken yourself through it? Mm -hmm. Right. In self, in sisterhood, in life, like, are you there with yourself? Are you, are you standing with yourself in those places? Hmm. everything I want to say about the intimacy piece is like there is a magic like an unspeakable magic that happens when women come together with the level not just like when women come together but when women come together with the level of intention that we're cultivating specifically and like you guys I we're totally promoing this retreat because we're so genuinely fucking excited about it so we're just going to keep rocking on that And, you know, especially with the level of intention, like what we're creating in the wild heart immersion in May is like the intention to go deep with sisterhood and having women come together with that level of intention, like magic happens, magic happens. There's nothing like being witnessed, not only going into your darkest shit, but be and not just your darkest shit like your ecstasy too like your highs your pleasure as well there is nothing comparable to being witnessed in a group of women in in the the heights of your feeling space mm. gives me goosebumps full body chills i'm so excited i can't come fast enough 
I'm so stoked. What would you say would be the biggest, um, the biggest thing you've learned through our intimacy and our sisterhood? Cause this is something that we've really like, again, like when, when we talk about the embodiment piece is like, you know, Delaney and I really have embodied intimacy and sisterhood, which is why we are certified capable of holding space for other women, you know, to enter a space of intimacy and sisterhood because we've been through the fucking trenches with it. You know, we've been through our own stuff. We've been through, you know, co-sister falling out experiences. Like we've been, we've been through all of it. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just really incredible the magic that has happened there. So I'm curious, what's like the biggest thing that comes to your space of like what you've received and learned through our practice of intimacy together? Receivership, learning how to receive through the eyes of unconditional love. And I'm, it makes me almost want to cry because I'm constantly amazed at how deep I can meet myself through you. Mm. How deep I can meet myself through you. So the more I show up in vulnerability, in expression, in honesty, in every single piece, and I just bring it all, the more I get to know you. And through knowing you, I know myself. And you coming into my life was like a force of unexplainable power. (laughs) And it just changed my whole life. You know, like you coming into my life. And I know we've talked about it with our bond and the way we're connected so many times. Yet as life continues on, I'm just constantly amazed at how deep we can meet each other in in everything. And it just keeps getting deeper. I just keep to get, get, I keep to, I keep getting to see all of the different angles and perceptions of myself, of my multifaceted diamond that I am all the little shadows, like all the little cuts on the diamond, I get to see new angles of myself every single time I interact with you. And the way that you love Adina, it's life-changing. It is full force. Your heart is an entire world and multiverse of so much depth and beauty and you know you coming into my life really taught me about what intimacy means and you show me my potential constantly pulling me forward without pressure to be anything more You know, you better warn me before you go there. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast interview turns into Delaney and Adina loving on each other like they do. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, 
this is a beautiful moment of example. Thank you so much for really tapping into your heart in that moment because that is to say what we've been saying in a different way is like when you are met with sisters who are meeting themselves as deeply as you are meeting yourself, mm -hmm. they become a mirror for more depth. Mm -hmm. They keep giving the invitation for you to go deeper with yourself. And that's the real gift of it, right? It's like, I love Delaney so much. And my commitment to her and my devotion to her is like a devotion to a life partner, you know? And through that level of devotion, it's not, it is about Delaney, but it's not about Delaney at all. It's about who I get to be in the meeting of myself as the one who's in devotion to someone on that level, you know, who gets to love at that level. I'm receiving my, myself in that experience. And, you know, therefore she's getting that mirror and, and able to, to receive herself in that experience as well. And so that's what I really mean when we speak to the magic of what happens when you come together with women with a certain level of intention, really what it is, is coming together with women who have, or are at least willing to meet themselves as deeply as you're meeting yourself. <sighs> so much I could say to you, boo. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. So... We have a question in the comments. I have a question that may be so silly because of its simplicity. How can we learn to love from the inside? The domestication of our spirits as children teaches us the opposite. So I'm curious, both, I'm curious both of your thoughts on this as we learn to express from an authentic space of holding ourselves. I meant, how can we love ourselves from the inside out? Got it. How can we love ourselves from the inside out? Mm. I have a, a transmission on this, but I'm feeling called to invite you, Delaney, um, into this if there's something that's alive for you first. The first thing that I want to say, and I, I actually really do want to keep this simple, is as cheesy as it sounds, and maybe that's my logical mind, my rational mind, my ego judging myself or judging the way that society has perceived this concept. Um, it's really, you already are love, baby. You already are that love from the inside out. You already, you already are. It's not something to to need to to learn it's there is a relearning process of reconnecting but you literally are made out of that like it's not something it's already you it's already me it's already uh, all of this this whole amazing reality that we're co-creating i i really believe the essence of creation love is one of the key ingredients so it's learning how to just simply tap into that that level of trust and knowing and remembrance of union that is already inside of you from the inside out. So good. 
that's it. That's that. That's it right there. Yeah. What I was going to say on this is, um, for me, what came up in that question was like, cause it is a hard question to ask, right? Cause it's like, we know that love is all it is. And yet still we can be being in the illusion of feeling separate and not knowing how to love ourselves. And there's so many different things I could say in terms of like the practice of self-love and all of that. Um, for me though, the most potent space that I have found my knowing in this to not just say it, but like actually know it you know, where like there aren't background programs running that like, ah, maybe there is heaven and hell and like, I suck and I'm a bad girl and you know, like I'm going to fail at life and you know, all the things. Maybe I am ugly. Maybe I am, maybe I am gross. Maybe I'm not lovable, you know, maybe I am wrong. Maybe I am bad. Oh, the good girl, bad girl syndrome. Is Having gone, I want to give this as simply as possible. It's finding what's on the other side of the biggest fear and the biggest illusion, Mm. right? So I'm going to give an example of this. Let's say you are afraid that you'll never find a man right? You'll never find a partner in this lifetime. There's a surface layer where you can say consciously, oh, there's tons of fish in the sea and kind of suffocate the fear that's under there with like a false light love and like, I'm all good. I love myself. For me, the space of really loving myself from the inside out is actually going into okay, so there's a timeline, there's a reality where I never have a fucking partner. Let me feel that. Mm. Let me descend into that fear. And after I've purged the tears and the pain, like really felt into that, what is on the other side? And it's always this moment. Oh, me. (laughs) Oh, I'm still here. And asking myself, can I be with that? And when you have had tangible experiences, which I know you have, my love, who's asked this question, of you be you still there, your own loving presence still there underneath your greatest fears, you that is the love from the inside out. It's like underneath my greatest fears is more of me. That's all there is. When you go to the bottom of the bottom of hell, there's just you. And that's God and that's love. And it doesn't get any realer than that. Mm. That's good. <laughs> good. I feel like <laughs> I feel like um what our one of our gifts is, Adina, is we're like polarity masters in the way that our energies work with each other. Mm-hmm. I have yet to even fully access that with my male partner. Mm-hmm like that mastery of the polarity where you and I know how to switch in and out of what role needs to be held in each moment. And we both channel the exact pieces that need to be channeled on both ends of the spectrum 
that need to be shared in any moment. It's, it constantly blows my mind. I just had to say that. It is what she's really, what she's speaking to is like, you know, sometimes it's a little, it's a little more subtle, like what just happened, the two different polarized aspects of the medicine. But like, for example, when we're together or holding the retreat or whatever it happens is like, you know, and this happens naturally, but we've gotten into such a flow of it is like when one of us is really in our feminine, the other one will take the masculine pole and vice versa. And we'll just naturally shift back and forth in such an epic way. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I've never experienced that level of ease with anyone else either. It's pretty special, pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, was there anything, so I'm going to ask the, uh, community again, um, you know, we can, we can start to feel into some, some sort of completion of our, our time together today. Um, but I want to ask the community, this would be a great time that if you have any questions for Delaney or for the two of us, they can be general questions. They can be intimate questions. Uh, neither one of us really are um, reserved to not being vulnerable publicly. So please ask the questions. We're here to support and share. Um, and I, I'm also curious, Delaney, is, has, was there anything on your heart today that you really wanted to share today um, or anything that you feel is really important to share with the collective before we just kind of start wrapping up? Um, I feel like we just crushed it. like I feel like everything that I would need to share just came through really clearly so in this moment yeah yes 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 so we got one question here in the chat how did we meet we met on my birthday (laughs) yeah it wasn't like a super epic fun like crazy story of meeting. We just, we had a mutual friend that I was visiting and we went out to dance for my birthday and Delaney was out. And, you know, I think from that first night, we were both really fascinated with each other. We met while dancing, like we met on the dance floor, which I think is kind of synchronistic. And I think you shared that you were like, wow, look at this girl move. And I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, oh my God, look at this full woman in this tiny body and this beautiful butt and like her dancing. I just, I thought you were a Latina actually, which is really, uh-huh. um, and yeah, just like totally fell in love with you. Mm. Yeah. Well, I remember, I love hearing like stories from both sides. I remember it was love at first sight. Yeah. yeah. I remember Adina actually like last minute came to Colorado wasn't it? You just kind of flew out here living at the speed of spirit. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of magic being birthed in our sister circle, like the potency of magic, like almost felt like you could snap your fingers and something could appear. Yeah. And I remember going out for, to meet Adina and it was to go out and dance and I didn't even know I was meeting her technically on her birthday celebration. And I was just really called. It it was a full yes. I created this amazing outfit where I felt super just powerful and witchy. And um, I remember going out that night and I was stoked. Like it was this feeling of ecstasy. I was so ready to twerk and dance and get down and play and meet people. And um, Adina comes up to me as soon as we were at a, what's that place called? It's like a little speakeasy, kind of speakeasy. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like we're in a movie when I flash back on it. it. We were at a speakeasy in Boulder and Adina comes up to me. And the first thing I noticed is I'm like, holy shit, that's a powerful woman. And <laughs> she comes up, zero hesitation, like ready to almost ravish me like in the moment. She's like, are you Delaney? And <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm meeting an entire pack of wolves, not just oh, your spirit animals, a wolf. That's so cute. I can't say wolf. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And she's I remember saying, saying wolf. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> a wolf. I remember I was like, that's a whole pack of wolves. Like literally. <laughs> and I remember seeing your vibrator on your neck. Oh uh, yeah, I was wearing a vibrator necklace. I was like, is that a vibrator? You're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, need that. And then we just played and it was like, it was love at first sight. Literally, we took a picture right away and we were like, why are we the same? Like looking at each other, like we're the same, same, but different, but we're the same. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's the way I remembered it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I remember walking down the street and you were like, I just spent a ridiculous amount of money on this coat because I can. <laughs> I was really in that at that time, like magic, like, you know, like the investments into magic and all of that. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I was turned on. I was like, I want a coat like that. Like, yes. <laughs> it was like this big fur coat too. And I was, it was ridiculous. Like so obnoxious. It was great. Okay. And that's really like, we're really carrying that. I think that's one of our pieces of magic and pieces of medicine. Delaney is like, we're kind of I mean, I feel like we've developed over the last two years of knowing each other. I don't know how long it's whatever. Um, uh, we can we continue to develop a maturity, which I think is true for everyone on the planet. You know, there's a maturation process and a grace process, and um, you know, uh, like just just a maturation is the best way that I would describe it. But we will always carry the medicine of outlandish expression, like over the top, outlandish, all like, you know, just like completely uninhibited, liberated expression. And, you know, not just for the sake of like being wild, but in all aspects, right? So if it is in the softness, right? You know, we let our little children come out and talk in our baby voices. We let our rages come out. We let our one who loves luxury come out. We let all of it come out. And that's another frequency of this uh, immersion experience that we're holding and, and the work that we do together is like liberated expression, liberated feminine expression, because that's where we have the most fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. We've got one more question here. When we both met, how did you... How did you both communicate towards each other about creating with each other? Was there any difficulty in overcoming lack or fear in starting a business together? Yes, there was. Um, I would definitely say it was minimal. Like, you know, if you're experiencing like constant fucking like moving through the trenches in your relationships, I think that's a symbol that there is a misalignment in the space. Um, However, you're going to meet challenges and fears in your most aligned relationships. And there are moments that are going to feel hard, but it, it, we've met those challenges, but it never felt like we were moving through the trenches of like forcing it, you know, mm -hmm. um, there was always an invitation for an opening in the spaces that we've met. 
And I don't even know. Yeah, I think the first time we talked about working together was that hit for Wild Heart. I think that was the first time. And it wasn't until then that we started realizing how aligned our genius, zones of genius were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there were definitely fears. We both expressed, you know, fears of falling out, fears of, you know, you know, all the business stuff, fears of the control pieces. Um, <laughs> I was totally just going to call you. I was like, the lady's got this like really big control archetype that we've had to work with. And I, I have my own too. She's just a little bit more passive aggressive. Delaney's is a little bit more direct. You know, we've had to, <laughs> we've had to work through all kinds of pieces, um, but it's been fun. You yeah. know, yeah, and I think that there's just a trust, you know, like we both experienced a pretty serious falling out with a sister, um, maybe about a year ago. That was really unfortunate. It was someone that I, I really was close with, and I, I still love with the depths of my heart. And sometimes that happens, you know, and I think in relationships, you don't know where it's going to go. You know, when Delaney and I opened the container, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if we were going to be in a life in our other's lives forever. Like, you know, I think both of us have this like super epic G code, like, you know, devotion element that makes our relationship really easy because we know that no matter what the fuck comes up, like we are going to be cool. Um, and we've just made that commitment together in the beginning. And also like, there's an element of, yes, there are standards for how you want to be met, but there's always an element of trust in opening your heart, you know, and realizing that we couldn't make sure that the container was safe to open the heart. We just had to trust each other in that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Adina and I actually made a commitment when we first met each other, like, pretty I know it's time to pretty much wrap it up but um Adina and I made a commitment of like we might break each other's hearts but I'm all in in having you in my life I'm all in on sisterhood I'm all in in being here for each other you know like I'm all in on loving you <laughs> and it's just that bond has just grown stronger and stronger that's a tricky line to play too, you know, like with, you know, both of us have gotten our butts kicked a little bit in the best way ever in terms of partnership and relationship this year with the opposite sex. Um, by the way, it might seem like Delaney and I are, um, <laughs> I don't even know what the words, Delaney and I are not gay in the typical sense. We do like men. Uh, I would say we do play the lover archetype together in our, you know, our love for each other and our intimacy, but we very much so like men and we are not necessarily your traditional uh, gay partners, although it may seem like that in moments. So anyways, <laughs> um, Delaney and I both have been through the trenches this year in terms of um, partnership with, you know, our beloveds, our male beloveds and, the convert it's like the element of devotion, right. That we were just speaking to that. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm all in. And of course you don't want to enter that space. I, I wouldn't say that I actually am in that space with all of my relationships. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. And I would say I'm all in to the degrees that I'm choosing the relationships, if that makes sense. So like, for example, my clients, right? There are certain uh, boundaries. There are certain standards. There are certain agreements that we have in terms of the way that I show up for that person, the way that they show up for the relationship via financial investment and time and energy and commitment as well, right? And within that container, we're both all in. Right. And then there's like, also like, I'm all in on your life. And also if those agreements change, I may not be holding space for you in the same way. Right. So there's, there can be an all in element and energy while continuing to maintain your standards and boundaries, but it feels really different than for example, when you're half choosing a man in your life, you know, half choosing a relationship where it's super conditional and like, it's like, yeah, I really want this, but only if I can make sure it's safe. Only if I can make sure you show up in this way. Only if I can make sure that you're not going to leave. Only if I can make sure that we're aligned. Only if I can make sure, only if I can make sure. Right. And like, that is not the energy of devotion. And you actually don't get to experience the beauty of having your heart opened and or broken, which is beautiful on both ends of the spectrum when you are not fully in, you know, so that that's, I just wanted to hit that on the head because I really appreciate that about our relationship too, is that we've just been fully in, which is epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, my love. So I want to, as we wrap up here, I want to finish um, by just giving just one little last transmission about the wild heart immersion that's coming up in May. Um, So Delaney, I'm going to put Delaney's links, her, you know, her um, access to one-on-one mentorship. She's doing some one-on-one mentorship right now, as well as um, her core content, The Art of Sacred Striptease. So if you want to talk about that, um, I'd love for you to do so. But I'm going to put all of her links in the show notes. So you can find her website, her IG handle, um, and ways to contact her there. And I want to talk about our wild heart immersion and just drop a few more transmissions on that so that people can really feel what this is and what it looks like and what that's all about. Um, so I'm curious if you feel inspired to take the head on that. I feel like I've been talking a lot. <laughs> I know we can talk forever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm actually about to be launching some stuff that I've been working on for quite a while now. And it's really taking people through the process I've taken myself through for the past six years. And um, my website for my personal website and all of that is actually going to be launching at the beginning of next week. So I'm going to keep it a secret until then. And then it's going to be a little, little juicy surprise for everybody next week. Yum. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Do you want to take the lead on sharing about wild heart? Um, no, I feel I, I want to keep I want to keep the mic in your hands for this one. Great. Okay, great. Yeah. So, you know, we've shared like the, the core, I think the core intentions and the way that it was birthed and the story behind it, which is epic because we actually haven't really gotten to share the story publicly, which is really cool um, that we just got to do that. And this is, um, you know, our first group experience within the wild heart activation Um consciousness. I would say that this business like has its own consciousness and we really let it work through us. And it's magic. Like I honestly have not experienced this level of magic in any aspect of my business, the way that I experience it with wild heart. And I experienced a lot of magic in my business 
wild heart is just the next level. Um, we literally have not really even launched it publicly yet. And like, there are already people like, you know, there, there's been a high interest expressed in this space. So we're really excited. Um, but this retreat is essentially all about, you know, the wild heart, wild embodiment, wild sisterhood and wild luxury. So we've got this really beautiful mixture of this luxurious experience. So it's going to be in a beautiful Airbnb space, hopefully overlooking the, the ocean while being immersed in the jungle, immersed in nature, immersed in this like beautiful space of harmony where your system can actually attune to the, like the frequency of like pure luxury and being totally supported and taking care of like super nourishing foods and yummy meals and having the space facilitated by Delaney and I, as well as being at one with the jungle and the jungle carries these incredible frequencies of not only harmony and abundance, like jungle frequency of abundance, um, but also wildness, which is part of that core transmission that we're really wanting to bring in this retreat. Um, so it's got this really beautiful polarity of that. And, um, you know, the, the core things that we're going to be facilitating in this space, there's going to be a lot of ceremony. Um, I would say that Delaney and I are great teachers, but we're less teachers and more ceremonialists, medicine women and healers. Definitely. Um, so it's going to be experience-based. We are definitely going to be diving really deep into feminine embodiment specifically, um, within the portals of the heart and the portals of the womb and the way that those two pieces connect and the really deep medicine of mystery that exists in these two places. Um, and it's going to look like some like transmission codes and experiences, but also practices that we're going to take you through and healing experiences that are going to happen um, with the heart space and the womb space as well. And then Let's see, what else do I want to share here? Rewilding, expression, um, intimacy building among sisterhood. That's all going to be a part of it. Um, and I think anything I'm missing, Delaney, in terms of like the uh, frequency of it. I feel like you you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, like the sisterhood piece feels really important too. Yeah, big emphasis on the sisterhood. Um, and yeah, so it's happening in May in Costa Rica, uh, from the 5th to the 11th. So it's six days and five nights. Um, so it's going to be a longer experience that we've made as affordable as possible. Um, so it just feels really good and I'm super, super stoked. So if you guys have any interest in that, you want to learn more about it, you can go to www.wildheartactivation.com and head down to the group immersions page. Um, there's an application on there, or you can just reach out to myself or Delaney on social media and we can totally connect um, there. So that'll also be in the show notes as well. Okay. Delaney, do you have any last words, any little mantra, little piece that you want to share with the audience today before we close? Um, well, this is one of the biggest things that we downloaded for the wild heart uh, was the term, you came here to bathe in the pleasure of your own existence. Yes. You came here to bathe in the essence of your own natural beauty. Yeah. So that's the last thing I have to say. And I feel complete. Yes. yes. All right, my loves. So thank you so much, Delaney. Thank you for taking the time, the energy to join us. Ladies in RCC that are here with us today, thank you so much for taking the time. I thank you so much. And yeah, I think that's complete for today. All right. I love you, wife. Love you, ladies. Mm. Ciao.
Thank you guys so much for joining us today for this super special interview. I had an absolute blast recording this with Delaney, and I hope you guys really enjoyed it as well. If this has touched your heart, if this inspired you, if this moved you, please share it. Screenshot the podcast on iTunes or Spotify and and share it. Share it on your stories. Share it with your friends. Um, Send us a message. Send me a message if you really liked it. And um, go ahead and also, if you have the time, please rate and review this podcast as on iTunes as well. That's really, really helpful as we get this epic content out to the hearts of the women who are ready to see these transmissions. So that would be super, super helpful. And if you didn't catch it in the beginning, um, again, this podcast was being recorded inside of our community, the Rose Code Collective. The Rose Code Collective is an online community, temple space, and mystery school for awakened female leaders. Super epic space on all things feminine embodiment, feminine mysteries, feminine arts, sacred sensuality, sexuality, leadership, quantum creation, abundance, um, and so much more that we jam on in there. We've got new events every single week. Um, And in Inside that community as well, it's hosted on Mighty Networks. There's tons of recorded content from past events, as well as recorded content that I've put in there myself um, on all of these topics as well. So it's a really nourishing space. And if you're looking for community, if you're looking for a space that you can just continue to, you know, expand your relationships and you know develop yourself and grow in these areas of your life, I highly recommend joining us in this space. Um, I, it's my baby. I love it so much. And, um, if you want to learn more about that, if you want to join us, you can find the link in the show notes. Um, and also the link in my Instagram bio at Adina hammer. Thank you guys so much for being here, for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. All of my love. And I will see you on the next episode of heaven on earth with Adina hammer.